Hello there, and welcome to Null Pointers. We are your hosts, Stephen, Gerald, and Mark. And today we'll be talking about gadgets, but specifically summer gadgets. So stay tuned. Before we get into the main topic for today, I just wanted to say that I'm feeling kind of hit by a wave of nostalgia, because tomorrow, in the Netherlands at least, they are releasing the new Space Jam movie. And I don't know about you guys, what? What? but I've seen the original oh way too many times. Yep. Oh, I didn't see it too much, actually. But uh, <laughs> actually, I, I so I, but I know it's, it's the baseball movie. No, basketball. 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 Thank you. But, but there's some baseball um, in there. I think that's yeah. the, anyhow, yeah, ah, you were saying. Okay. So, but with Michael Jordan, I think the yep. original was, and this mm. is with LeBron James, I think. Um, and then a bunch of Looney Tunes characters, uh, Bugs Bunny uh, right in front there. Um, so, but I have actually played, there is a little game attached, although I feel that it's more of a promotional stunt than an actual game, uh, which is, it has a nice kind of arcade feeling because you can choose between Bugs Bunny or LeBron James or... Um, the Lady Bunny, I don't know, she Lola. probably has a name, but I don't know which one that is. Lola, thank you. That, that I did know, actually. Um, and you can run through a bunch of levels and have to fight some robots and whatnot, and you have a ball and you can throw. It, it has kind of the arcade feeling, uh, but by the time I got the hang of it, I was 45 minutes in, and then I finished it. So <laughs> um, that was that was kind of fast. So I feel that it's more of a promotional thing than than anything else. But uh, I I only knew that this was coming because I saw this game popping up in my Xbox Game Pass. Um, I didn't know that they were planning a new movie, but apparently it's tomorrow. Yeah, apparently. Well, I I don't know. I would have to check the cinema schedules around here. But maybe after I leave the studio, I'll pop in the newspaper and have a look but i remember the the original one quite well uh i watched it quite a few times and i remember back then basketball was the hype after watching that movie everybody was playing it everybody knew who the stars were everybody had a favorite basketball team from america uh yeah that was that was the thing back then that was but i was i was about this tall showing off in my booth about i don't know half my size so yeah so, so are you going to see it, Stephen? Are you like front in line, camping out? I don't know. I, I don't even, I'm not even aware of cinemas being a thing yet, to be honest. Um, <laughs> like they've been yeah. closed and I think they're open, but with with numbers going up again, I doubt it'll be long before they close again. Actually, actually, no, no, talking, uh, there's a frustration with this, talking about this. There is, have you seen the Disney Plus stuff talking about cinemas? Because also the uh, Black Widow movie is out, um, which is cool. And you can go to the cinema or you can get it right now on Disney Plus um, for another $30, I think. And here in the yep. Netherlands, then that is 21 euros uh, on top of the um, subscription that you're already paying monthly, which is... I don't know. It's not that much, maybe. If you go to the cinemas, you know, 20 euros, that's the two tickets only, and then you're going to go have snacks and whatever. So it's probably cheaper than going to the cinema. But, you know, I go to the cinema for the surround sound and the comfy chairs and 
I don't know, all that kind of stuff. And you don't have that and still you pay like kind of like the cinema price. I don't know. It, it pisses me off that they do it like this. I mean, a small amount or maybe, you know, get like the premium subscription to and make that double the price to make it 15 euros instead of seven and then give me all the premium movies. That might work for me, but this is just, you have to pay this 20 euros, this $30 for each movie that you want to see. It's It's crazy, but that's mine. That kind of reminds me of Apple TV Plus when I received it with my phone and I went in and like, oh, this is so cool. Like all these fun movies. Oh, you're just linking to normal movies that you got in the Apple TV store and I would have to pay for them. Where are these series? Oh, you only got a handful back then. Uh, yeah. So kind of reminds me of that. But uh, I saw I, I saw that in the Black Widow. There's a Windows phone. So wow. first that. What? Oh my God. That is Windows some phone. fan service. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert right there. You probably saw it from a tweet from, from Hanselman, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Probably yes, probably yes. So if we if we slowly veer away from the movies and all the all that good stuff, although it might still tie in somewhat, summer gadgets. I know that there is one summer gadget. I mean, let's just get this out of the way straight from the bat. Air conditionings. We've talked about it before. Gerald is hot. Yes. I'm not. But that just shows our age, doesn't it? I mean, when the number one summer gadget is a installed AC in your house, I mean, yeah, it just it just shows a bit. But yeah, please go on. I know it's it's really cool. It's it's yeah, it's it's definitely cool. That's that's no no denying that. But it, it, to get back to your age point, I guess it does, but I feel like if if I'm supposed to be working from home, I'd rather do it comfortably then i mean that shouldn't be different for people that are younger i would say i hope at least. <laughs> oh man we made this big mistake to install the ac in the bedroom so i can i can work comfortably from the bedroom uh we probably talked about this before but yes yeah, so then i had the uh, the ac people come back um, and they were like, yeah, well, if you've thought of this before, then we could make it, you know, nicer because it's like a split unit, I think, as they call it. So you have this this big unit on the outside and a unit on the inside. Uh, but you also have units on the outside that can connect to units on the inside. Um, so what we did now is get it in the bedroom and we just have one on the outside, one on the inside. And if I've thought of this before, that my office would be super hot and I need some AC in here as well. Um, we could have done the the two um, unit outside and have one in my office as well. Um, but if I want to do it now, then it's it's even more costly than um, installing the previous one because also in the attic where I am, there's not really a wall that would be suitable for the inside unit. So then you get a inside unit that is closer to the floor, uh, more like a typical radiator, uh, which is you know not very popular, which I totally get because it's ugly. It it, it is in the way you can't place anything any furniture there um so and because it's less popular it's less produced and because it's less produced it's more expensive that's just the way the world works um so yeah that is where we're at and i didn't order it yet so i i will see how it go this year um maybe get a little savings in my bank account and then um do it next year i guess or you know i'm done with it if it's get really hot here and then um, just order it. But they're probably full of orders right now, so they can't install it anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I know that on the West Coast, there is a huge heat wave at the moment, or the second one coming along. And at least here in Switzerland, we have just had rain. We had so much rain. It's raining right now. 
and Switzerland's, and we have lakes are starting to be full, so they start up to put some overflow things around the lakes, so nothing can happen. So this year, um, the temptation to buy an AC has not been yet that up bit at high or at the top of my mind uh, so far. But uh, yeah, if if we look at the climate charts, um, I'm a bit scared for the future, living in a house with no AC, so it might come along might come along at some point uh, but it's it's this paradox right if you get an ac then you're actively also uh making the, the the climate change worse because you know with all the power that we're using and all the other stuff that we're doing there then it gets worse and worse and worse so it's kind of a snowball and snowball is then also not a very nice term but snowball effect and we're gonna blow up the earth basically that's, that's that, that could be think what, I, what so my my genius idea which has not been vetted yet by any professional is i'll install solar panels and an AC. So while the sun is shining, I'll be cooling my house. Hmm. It works out hmm. in my head. In my head, it works perfectly. I don't know if any physical things will come in the way of that. But right now, I'm in fairy tale land, and the idea seems great. I think that both Stephen and I have solar panels, and Stephen's yep. are are newer. So mine just don't cut whatever we're trying to use now on power, but. Stephen has newer ones. I'm. I suspect that he doesn't know if this this adds up. Like your kind of theory that he produces enough power to actually. Uh, but those ACs take a lot of power, so I I could suspect that um, it doesn't really add up. It doesn't go to zero um, uh, whenever you do all the the pluses and minuses. But uh, well, you know, it it always helps. Every little bit helps. Yeah, I see. I see. Uh, looking at Stephen in his booth, he's now. Looking at charts and projections, yep. and uh, I think I think the final verdict might be coming at some point. Well, I'm trying to figure out how much I'm actually using <laughs> and what it means. It's kilowatt hours and lots of them, but yeah, it. Uh... See, so you, so you know your kilowatt hours. So now you only have to know how much kilo, how many kilowatts your AC is using, and then you can see if you're yeah. having enough energy. Now you both have. I think it might not be interesting maybe, enough to calculate maybe we'll this follow, on Maybe we'll pod. follow up on this in another podcast. Mm, yes. That if you figure good. it out for me, then you can follow up on it. <laughs> so, but Mark, you don't have an AC. We no. established that. No. But I think I noticed that a new door was coming in. And I don't know what is gadgety about a door, but I'm sure you can tell us. Well, you know, so the house I live in has been built in the 60s. And the door was still an original. So it was... The insulation of the door was basically wood on wood, so no insulation at all. So if someone was walking by on the street and talking, you were not quite sure if the door is shut or if it's wide open. It was very noisy and also not very well insulated. So we thought, hey, um, let's get, let's fix this. So we got a new door. And while we got the new door installed, we were informed that you can now have a bio, like you can have fingerprint readers to to access your home. And so you can unlock it with that. And we were really intrigued by that. And so that's that's like the gadget that I now have. When when entering the home, I can use my my fingers to access my home. And it's all non-cloud-based. So even if my internet is would be dying, uh, as Stephen has once said before we started the recording, that he noticed at his home he has bad internet. So luckily, he's here in the studio with great internet connection. And... Yeah, so that that would also work, and I'm I'm quite happy, you know. So I I still like to do the joke with the wife. Did you forget the key or not? I'm getting old. I know. 
just got to do those dad jokes here and there. So, but do you actually have the backup key thing, or is it just the fingerprint? No, you got you still got a physical key, uh, which you can get in. So, if power, if there would be a power failure, uh, the the door would no longer work since it's got a motor in there to open up the door. Uh, mm. But so you can still use the key. I just tend to never take it with me anymore. But I got one with friends, so they're not so far away. I could hike so, there. So you could actually argue that this is less secure. Because the more ways you have to open it, the more ways that it could go wrong. Well, I'm, I'm sure someone could provide me with a chart telling me that there are like, someone told me, you know, there are now like 50 people that can come into your home at random because the fingerprint is only measured at these and these places and then they, it would open up. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'm not that sure, but I always think like, Probably when someone wants to get in your house, he, he will never choose the front door since that is always very well secured. He will just choose a window nearby. That's easy to mm, break. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what that's what I've been doing. Another thing that I started to pick up is smart lights. I think we have talked about this already on this show. So I have, I have U lights since quite some time. But I thought I always thought it would be nice to go beyond you, you know, like having smart light switches. So I still have the physical switch that I can tap, but also use some smartness for it. And so I've been starting to install some shelters in my home, and I've I've had some uh, success and also some not so much success. Uh, however, one whatever the right word would be for that, that just eludes my mind right now. Uh, so yeah, it seems to be working really great whenever I have a switch that I can just simply tap. But there are some trickeries in the electrician's world that I, I'm trying to figure out. It's so simple sometimes. You know, you got like two, you got like three cables. One is uh, the life wire, one is the plus, the negative. And they've still got a, an earth line. So you, you, three, three cables, when everything is together, power flows. You don't really need the earth wire. That's just like for some safety reasons. But yeah, as soon as you get more than one switch operating something, uh, it can be quite a brain teaser to figure out how that actually works. So yeah, that's that's another summer hobby of mine right now. Got so actually, as we are recording this at my home, I have a a light switch which is hanging out because I haven't figured yet out how the cables would belong together. So that stuff switches. Your wife must be so happy about oh, that. Oh, she is. Oh, she is. Especially since today is another cloudy day and she asked me to put on the light. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was no longer possible. <laughs> sure. Just just connect these wires. It yeah. Just, just hold them together. Stand there. <laughs> don't move. Yeah. Everything's fine. Don't touch yeah. the plus. Don't touch. Yeah. Just ignore the sparks. Yeah. That, that's that's a light also, right? Sparks. Yeah. I mean, everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've been wanting to upgrade my lighting. Like you said, I, I also have a few hue lights and I still have like normal regular hardware switches for some of them. And it's pretty annoying because people keep on tapping the switches and then the lights won't go on anymore through apps or other things because they just don't have any power anymore. Um, and I believe you is also coming with some kind of little adapter or connector thing that you can install right like behind your current light switch in between I so that yeah i think in in september or something um i believe at least and what that basically does is if you do the the physical switch then it 
goes through that little adapter thing first and it turns off the actual hue instead of the actual power flow. Um, so that, that would also help for people who use the switch to put it on and off and other people who use other means of putting lights on and off. <laughs> I mean, in theory, it's really simple, right? If you did the old, the only air quotes thing it needs to do is indeed just connect to power continuously so that the light always has power. And when you flip the switch, it says like, hey, this light. So you have to specify which light it, it's actually, you know, controlling. This light has to go on or off. That's kind of like, again, air quotes, only thing it needs to do. Um, so from that, and I have nowhere near the experience in the hardware kind of corner of this world to how hard that would be to pull it off but it sounds simple enough uh, but i think indeed i heard that that philips u is, is coming with this as well um so but it's going to be probably pretty expensive as with all yep. of that stuff um so i don't know i i think we've talked about this in an earlier episode where that would be the ideal word because um, also this weekend we had uh, for the first time a babysitter so that we could go out um, again we're getting old uh, but I mean, that was the same thing. We were, <laughs> I'm getting really old. We were back before um, the sun was down. So it was still light. <laughs> um, but, but that's just so, because you, know, you live way up north, right? That's just Yes, because, that yeah. is exactly the reason. <laughs> um, so it wasn't really necessary. And the lights, you know, at least in the living room go on automatically whenever the, the sun sets. Um, so it, it shouldn't have been a problem, but I could totally imagine her sitting here um, trying to figure out how to turn on the lights. So, yeah, that's not ideal. The, the The perfect world would be to have both where you can, you know, you know, do it smart or, you know, have it so smart that you don't need to switch it at, at all, that it will figure out based on uh, different variables if it should go on or not. Um, or at least, you know, have, have both so that you can use the hardware switches and have it um, the smart way for us nerds to have a little bit of a play with it basically yeah so you know, that's that's exactly what you actually would get with shelly so there you install the it's a little device it's about as big as two oreos if you know what oreos are and so it's you can you can put it behind the switch and when you tap the switch it will then uh forward the uh tap you can configure them according to your switch so uh, some have got those that you toggle Others are more, when you push them, it's always on or off. And then it will just relay the signal further and it will go on and off. And I remember like in my office, I have a, a Hue light and I got a shell installed. And I then also had the, you get with these hues, you get like this little color. Thing. It's like a little switch where you can go also on and off and you can make it brighter and dimmer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I sometimes, I put on the, I, I put it on with the, with the normal switch or via the Shelly and then I have to adjust the light I'm not yet that smart. My home is not yet that smart. They will automatically adjust the light to be a more cooler light for daylight. And then when I walk out at lunchtime, I then sometimes just press the hue button. And then my wife gets into the office before me into the bedroom. And then she wants to turn on the light. And then she hits the switch. And then she, the hue turns off then. And then she hits it again. And then the hue has got this thing where it remembers its last state. So it will be still switched off. And yeah, that was a a fun <laughs> a fun little uh, five minutes where then got uh, the clear instruction to fix up this mess. She uh -huh, liked that yeah. the light works when she taps the switch. 
And I think if you flip it six times very fast, then it resets. So you have to reconfigure it completely. Okay. I didn't um, did so. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be really fast, probably. But, you know, How if, did you if find she's that frustrated out, enough. It's in the manual, Mark. It's in the, it's in the okay. manual. Of course. <laughs> no, while setting this up, I also have this mixed with the IKEA lights. So that's the, kind of the, the cheap uh, U thing, but they work together. Uh, but I had some trouble setting it up or, you know, the, it, it moved from one space to another. So you have to reset the thing. Um, so I looked up how it how you should do that. And I think six times you have to power it off and on real quickly and it will reset and you have to reconfigure it again. But anyway, what more do we have beyond lights? I actually, just to get back to you on the, it'll probably cost a lot because it's Philips U. The little built-in walls outlet thingy module it costs 140 euros for four of them so that's uh is that is that 35 is that apple pricing or is that the one for... <laughs> they are white and have this little off gray writing on it so it oh. design wise it could be <laughs> okay. but yeah that's uh that's about 35 euros a pop i would say um okay. so that's yeah that's hefty that's pricey. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend checking out Shelley. I mean, they are affordable. Though you. But here's to... here's my main gripe with stuff like that. Do I need to use the Shelley app? Because at this point, I have so many different lights from so many different suppliers that I don't even know which app to use for which light anymore. To be well, honest. Well, Stephen, you are in luck. Yes, there is a Shelley app, just for you. Yeah, um, but I don't want another app. No, but but what you what you want is another app because what you really want is Home Assistant. So what you can do is you you put Home Assistant. You can have a Docker image. So if you got somewhere a Raspberry Pi that you're no longer using, you can use you can run it on there. You can put it on your network attack storage on your NAS, and you you can run it on those. And the Home Assistant, I think it's the number one GitHub project for open source contribution, something like that. I once read heard about that one. You can connect all those smart things together in one thing. And then you can also orchestrate them together using YAML files. I'll just let that settle in. Full circle. I'll just let that sink in for a second. And then we, yeah, but I mean, that's that's what you can do. So you can actually put them all together. So I got my Shelly's in there. I got my Hue lights in there. Though there is a Shelly app to configure, but I and that app are not on best terms. From UX wise, I, yeah. But the, the Shellys, they actually have a little web server in them. So usually once you got them paired up with your network, that's what I use the app for. I, the, I then use the IP address and just go directly into them and use the web interface because that seems to be a bit more reliable for me. Okay, okay. Well, you said YAML, so let's move on to the next type. Of yeah, next smart type thing. of thing about YAML. I've heard, Gerald, no. you have got yourself a new Kindle. Is that true? How is the YAML that reading going on there? Yes, well, I use it for all my YAML reading now um, because it can tell me how much tabs I got in there. No, I, I got one because the, the Amazon Prime Day, so whenever everything is on sale on Amazon, which is actually not that great um, for a lot of things, but they got a couple of nice discounts here and there. And of course, you know, their own stuff is easy to discount. So I decided to give it another shot uh, because I've had an e-reader before, but I couldn't really get into it 
Um, so I decided to do it with uh, their Kindle again. And uh, I have been reading on it for a little bit, actually. So, um, and it, it, it's quite good. I like it. Any, any particular book that stood out to you in the meantime? Um, well, not really yet what I got. So th- th- there's a couple of things. So I got one um, uh, ebook from a random person, um, which I wanted to learn something from. The title was interesting, but the book was <laughs> total crap. I, I won't, you know, shame them here, but it was, okay. it was crap. Um, it, you know, you have Gumroad, I think, where you can self-publish books and some mm-hmm. other stuff, I think, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, but this person did that. It was, you know, only a couple of pages. Um, and it was, it was, it was not great, but the really cool thing that you can do with Kindle is that you can buy it there and then you can email it to yourself, mm-hmm. uh, or to, to, a, a, an email address that is generated by Amazon. You can, yep. uh, influence kind of like the, the part before, um, the, the ad sign to make it more personal and more memorable to you. Um, and then you can email it to there or they will, the system will email it to there and it will show up on your Kindle automatically. So that is pretty cool. Um, and of course, you know, you can just basically add, access Amazon from the Kindle as well. So you can buy books directly from the device because it has Wi-Fi and all that stuff. So that is um, pretty cool. Uh, I had one weird thing where I would was looking at the German store Um which is not really a problem, but German people are very fond of their German language. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would get only German books, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't great. So I had to do, I can't even remember what I did, but I had to get some obscure setting in the Amazon portal to actually get it to the Dutch store. Um, and right now I'm um, reading, I've never done that, and it was on a discount. It was cheap, so that was why I thought I'm going to try it with this one, is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, so I got that one, and classic. I'm actually reading that now. Yeah. Yeah. So you will know what thanks for all the fishes. Yes, exactly. Finally. No, I know kind of all the references and things, but I never actually read the book. So. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a classic. I read it a few years ago. I think it was still the Dead Tree version that I read. I didn't. I think the Kindles were not out then. But yeah, it's a it's a fun story. So I've been I've been recently I've I've had a Kindle for quite some time, and I've recently uh, read a few books from the author of The Martian. You might know the movie or the book. And so his name is Andy Weir. And he, I think he used to be a software developer at some point in time, but there's just like some references in there that, um, yeah, really get you smiling because you, you might have tricked the computer the same way into doing stuff for you. And so he's written The Martian and he then has written a book called Artemis or Artemis, uh, which is a moon base. And now I'm reading his last book, which is Hail Mary. And uh, they're all about uh, space. They're all a bit about sciencey stuff. I know, Gerald, you're not into the space stuff, but if you're a bit into the science stuff, I might still get you warm for reading one of them. Uh, so, maybe, maybe. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be soon finished with Hail Mary, so I'll be looking out for a next reading idea. So, dear listener, if you've got any suggestions on a good uh, non, uh, on a good, on a good, uh, yeah, fiction book to read, um, I'm, I'm all ears, all eyes, all reads. How about you, Stephen? Any any books? Any readings? I any Kindles? I am not a reader. You're not I a reader. I don't have a Kindle. I'm not a reader. It's just, I don't know. I, I do so many things that I wouldn't know where to put that in between somewhere. 
Um, but playing the ukulele. Playing the ukulele, yeah, that's not something I do. But <laughs> one other gadget that I did recently acquire, and I'm going to call it a barbecue. Like purists might say it runs on gas, so we don't call it a barbecue. We call it something else. I don't know. But it's uh, it's nice, actually. We We have slowly started getting into the habit of cooking some stuff on that in the summer. And okay, so, is... so you got yourself a huge grill apparatus where you got yes. a fireplace and you can put even pans on it and all the things. Uh, no, it's 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 like really a grill, so there is still grilling to be done. But uh, you can put like all sorts of stuff on there, like pizza, rocks type things, and um, just your nice. average other stuff. And it has four burners, so it's wide enough to put a lot of food on there. And yeah. yeah, that sounds like that sounds like quite the thing to do in summer. Having a nice barbecue. So in my book, if you're using gas or coal, it's both barbecue. So that's just yes. I, okay, I, okay. I it's a barbecue, but does it have an app? Oh, good question. Do you have another app for that? Uh, I think there is this little <laughs> slot on the side where you can put in a module that then speaks to an app. So you're you have to say in the app, "I'm cooking this and that," and then it'll say. When that's done, oh, it'll give you a push <laughs> notification or something like that. Uh, that's too but bad. I, I, w- I was going to expect a no, no here, so I was going to say, okay, it's a barbecue, but not a gadget. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is uh, a gadget. It's still a gadget. Uh, yeah, darn. but I I could not be bothered to acquire said gadgety extension. Um, to be no. honest, I'll no. I'll enjoy the experience of popping it open and seeing if it's good. Or who not. knows? Who knows? Maybe in a few years, Stephen, after he's got his full burner, he will get into smoking, and I think smoking is like the yeah the gadget zone. You know, so you got the perfect airflow, so the temperature is always right, stuff like that. You then also regulate with your self-built gadget, but that might be more of an IoT-based thing that you could mm. do there. I was actually looking at a new washing machine uh, mm. because the one we have is quite a few years old and it's making more and more noises that it's probably <laughs> not supposed to make. So we were figuring like maybe we should get ahead of the game and get a new one. Uh, but there is also washing machines with apps. Yeah. Um, so I was I was looking into that, and it's it's you know I don't think it's going to be the deciding factor. Absolutely not, because I don't really see the value in it. Because with the app, I can't put the um, stuff to wash actually in there, so that's not going to help me. Uh, the only kind of thing that was kind of interesting to me is that um, I think at least the Samsungs are able to integrate then again with the home assistant that we already mentioned. And you can see like how long it still has to run and that kind of stuff. So that kind of, you know, that kind of could be information that is somewhat useful. Is it, uh, but other than that, is it, I uh, mean, is it really? <laughs> it's really basically coming up with reasons to, to do it. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's not going to be the decider factor. If it, if it has it, then it's nice. I'm going to have a play with it, but um, I totally foresee myself using that once and never again. So uh, we're probably going to focus on all the other actually important stuff. <laughs> and that's it with all these things, right? Like, the, uh, again, we've mentioned that in the other episode, like, is something really smart if you just attach an app to it and you can read some things from the sensors? I mean, that's not really what the, the smart stuff is about, uh, to me at least. So, um, But anyway, so that's going on in, in my life. And I think but that's that, really that interesting is- because... I remember, so the the dryer that I bought when we moved into this house, 
has also got the possibility that I could control it with an app. The washing machine is a bit older, so that doesn't yet have the functionality that the the maker of that kind is a Swiss uh, brand. It's uh, Fautug. I'll put a link in the show notes. And so they, they have now added most of their kitchen appliances or home appliances uh, now have this possibility to connect with the interwebs. And I remember once asking a developer, like, but why would I need it? I mean, when I do wash, I anyway have to walk up to the washing machine. There's There will probably never be the, the thing where I will start a remote and then it will just grab some wash from the outside and start washing. That might be something. Then, then okay. But so, yeah. And so basically just got the timer. And yeah, I... I, I never quite understood it. I mean, I like that I can now uh, connect my uh, oven to the internet, so the, I never have to set the time. But I think that's more or less the only feature that I'm using. I could you could like go then down the recipe lane, like find recipes, and then it will automatically program the oven perfectly for it, so it'll have mm. warm up and stuff. Phase. But again, with the washing machine, I <laughs> I don't see you downloading recipes for your clothes so that they have the optimal soft touch and feel not really not really mm. okay so that's my washing machine again i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm it looks like i'm trying my best to look really old and, uh, <laughs> here but yeah. anyway so, uh, so what else I'm do we got i'm trying to wing it here so steven you said you're not much into reading i've got a new gadget and it's the sonos Rome. so it's the it's a new speaker that sonos brought out this year uh it's it's a portable speaker, which seems to be the new the thing that everyone does. I mean, when I was young, you had headphones on to listen to music. Now you just blast it out so everybody can enjoy the sounds <laughs> that you're listening to. See, I'm getting old. And don't, don't do this to me, Mark. Now, I, now I have to make comments on this and <laughs> make myself feel old again. Yeah. So, yeah, but so the Sonos Room, what I really like about it is, is um, I use it a lot at home. So I got it in my, in my little fitness studio and it connects to the Wi-Fi and it just acts as a normal Sonos. So you can, with Sonos, you can connect them together. So all play the same music or you can make these uh, stereo setups with a few or your home cinema setup and, and, and. So it goes really nice into this ecosystem that Sonos already has. And when you're away, like if you're on vacation and you want to have something uh, sounding a bit better than your uh smartphone speaker uh you could then take it with it's bluetooth connectable and then you don't need wi-fi connectivity and you can play uh songs over bluetooth to it so i really like the little guy um it only has got i think 10 hours of battery so some people say that's not enough it is for me i'm fine with it and they i think the other com the other thing is if you go like really loud with the thing it will the the bass will just wash out so you will just will have the high notes and the bass will be gone. But if you're listening up to about 50%, which uh, for my old ears is plenty loud, um, or I think maybe 70%, you'll be fine. It's, uh, it's a great little thing to have for listening music uh, when you're in the garden or in the cellar doing stuff. Or if we ever are allowed to do this again, going on vacation somewhere away. Yeah, we have this little, um, I think it's JBL Bluetooth speaker thingamajiggy. Um, and it's it's mainly indeed for when we're sitting outside and we want to have some music on in the background because I do have a few Sonos speakers, but they're wired. So that would be kind of a hassle to drag those outside. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think that's that's the main reason we use that little thing. 
see that. And I it, mean, it fits the, in the palm of your hand, right? I mean, it's there's yeah. quite some nice sound coming out of that thing, even though it's pretty small. I mean, the, the biggest complaint that I always have with Bluetooth speakers is whenever you get a push notification or something like that, it would then the the music would quickly fade and you would get the chime that there's a new message. And if you are in group chats, that can get annoying quite quickly. And so that's what I really like about the Sonos system. So even though I'm still connected, uh, I can still use my phone as it is and the sound will not be interrupted. So you might want to check it out. I know there's even a bigger one. They they have released one a couple of years ago. It's a bit more expensive, but that's like ginormous. I don't see uh, me taking that with me on any trips because it would probably just fill up half your bag with the speaker, which might be your thing. Well, one last thing, one last gadget that we quickly want to touch upon is not really a summer gadget, but I just want to put it out there because I'm proud that we did it. We talked about it in our episode, Getting Fit. Steven and I went on a bike ride past Sunday when we were recording this. It hurt. I almost vomited, but we made it. So, yay. And oh, the, the gadget part is that Steven had a little GPS thing on his <laughs> bike. So wow. we knew where to go. But, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I'll say Congrats. probably would have lost Gerald somewhere. Uh, <laughs> True. In the uh, yeah. the back country of our little area here. It's it's Actually, always embarrassing but... when you have to call the spouse because you're lost. Yeah, I'm lost. I don't have a phone with GPS these days. Yeah. yeah Help. That uh, th those were the days getting lost because you have no device that'll tell you where you are. So yeah, I think with that revelation from Gerald's side, we are at the end of this episode. We've been your hosts, Stephen Davison. Gerald Schleus. And Mark Alliban. Do you have any favorite gadgets that you want to tell us about? Might be summer related. Doesn't have to be. RDMs are open. At Nullpointers.io, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Stay safe. And until next week on Nullpointers. Pointers.